Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. Welcome to the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. To kick off today's program, we need to take a look at a major development in domestic U.S. politics as the state Supreme Court of Colorado rules that former President Trump is ineligible to appear on the 2024 ballot. Also, Ukraine appears to be committed to a long fight with their Russian aggressors, as the military proposes a massive new mobilization of up to half a million citizens to aid their efforts on the front lines. But first, our afternoon spotlight. The Colorado Supreme Court made a historic landmark ruling yesterday, disqualifying former President Donald Trump from appearing on the state's ballot for the 2024 presidential election. Now, this decision marks a pivotal moment in American electoral politics. It's the first time in history that a state's highest court has directly impacted the eligibility of a former president to run for office. The 4-3 ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court focuses on the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which states that anyone who is engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the government is ineligible to hold office. It's an amendment that was originally written to apply to former Confederates following the Civil War. The court ruled there was substantial evidence suggesting that President Trump engaged in actions constituting insurrection, thus disqualifying him from serving as president. In their 133-page ruling, the judges wrote, quote, A majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. Because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. Now, the majority went on to say, quote, we do not reach these conclusions lightly, and we are mindful of the magnitude and weight of the questions now before us. It's worth noting that when the judges say the majority, they are referring to the four Democrat-appointed judges. All four ruled against Trump, while the three Republicans dissented, thus a four-to-three ruling. Now, I'm sure no one will see this as a political act or as judicial activism. If this ruling survives appeal, the decision would bar Trump from the state's Republican primary ballot, 
which is scheduled for early March. Now, of course, the ruling is unlikely the final word on the matter. In fact, it is not the final word on the matter. The Colorado justices have paused their decision, allowing Trump the opportunity to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. This move could potentially keep his name on the state's primary ballot, especially if the appeal process goes on for a long time. Now, this isn't the only case of its kind. Courts in Minnesota and Michigan have already rejected similar suits, but the issue does remain contentious. Responding to the Colorado Supreme Court's decision, former President Trump, during a speech in Waterloo, Iowa, criticized the ruling, of course. He stated, quote, They're willing to violate the U.S. Constitution at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy, end quote. Now, while the decision is obviously incendiary and further hardens partisan lines, the reality is that the U.S. Supreme Court will almost certainly overturn the decision swiftly. The Colorado judges have essentially taken it upon themselves to disenfranchise every citizen of Colorado who was either planning on or considering voting for Trump in 2024. From a legal perspective, the decision is supposedly based on the 14th Amendment, but Trump has never been charged or convicted of anything related to the January 6th event. Look, you can be a Trump hater, and there are many of them, but at the same time, you can be extremely concerned about judicial overreach and a clear disregard for legal process and application of the law. In attempting an end run without clear legal basis to keep Trump off the ballot, the Democrat judges have likely done nothing but bolster the former president in the polls, pave the way for the U.S. Supreme Court to rule in favor of Trump and set precedent, therefore, for all 50 states, and remind voters that the hard left believes they know better than everyone else what's good for America. The state Supreme Court of Colorado has essentially demonstrated that the far left believes that you have to break democracy in order to, in their minds, save democracy. Okay, coming up after the break. The Ukrainian military has proposed a massive new mobilization of up to 500,000 citizens to aid their beleaguered ranks on the front lines. And that's a sign that Kyiv is committed to continuing the fight against Putin's invading forces. I'll be right back. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine Engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com/carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24/7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com/carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com/carlson and save 20% today. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. 
Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Welcome back to the Afternoon Bulletin. We turn our attention to Ukraine, where the military has proposed mobilizing an additional 450,000 to 500,000 Ukrainians into the armed forces. Now, such a large conscription of Ukrainian citizens signals that Kyiv is deeply committed to continuing their efforts to repel Putin's invasion for the foreseeable future, even in the face of dwindling war funds and unreliable international support. Ukrainian President Zelensky stressed on Tuesday that this proposal has yet to be approved. Zelensky says he, he wants to hear more arguments from those who favor the mobilization before giving the plan his support and sending it on to Parliament. Specifically, Zelensky has requested concrete information on how these troops would be used in the war against Russia, as well as greater clarity from military commanders regarding troop rotations and home leave for those currently on the front lines. Speaking at an end-of-year news conference in Kyiv on Tuesday, Zelensky noted that the proposal involved conscripting a very serious number of Ukrainian citizens and added that he has concerns regarding the financial feasibility of the proposal. Zelensky's office estimates that such a large-scale mobilization would cost roughly $13.5 billion, which obviously could present significant problems for a cash-strapped Ukraine. As we've covered on the PDB, Hungary recently stalled on approving a $53 billion aid package for Ukraine from the European Union, while an aid package worth roughly $61 billion from the U.S. remains tied up in a deadlocked Congress. Both the U.S. Congress and the European Union have signaled that any decision on further aid to Ukraine will not be made until sometime in the new year. Zelensky remains optimistic about the situation. At Tuesday's press conference, he says he's confident that both the U.S. and the European bloc will eventually approve the funds. The issue of mobilization is spotlighting some long-simmering tensions, though, among political and military leaders in Ukraine. General Valery Zeluzhny, the commander-in-chief of Ukraine's armed forces who drew up the newly proposed plans, criticized Zelensky's leadership in a recent interview. The pair have had an increasingly public falling out and reportedly rarely speak to each other. Insiders say that Zelensky sees Zeluzhny as a potential political rival, given his popularity throughout Ukraine. In his recent rebuke, Zeluzhny zeroed in on Zelensky's decision to fire all of Ukraine's regional military recruitment heads in the summer over allegations of corruption. Zeluzhny argues that this decision has had a profoundly negative impact on mobilization efforts for the war. Now, public anger is also reportedly mounting over the government's current recruitment tactics. A report from Reuters 
noted recent social media posts that show surprised Ukrainian citizens being served with draft notices inside resorts and gyms. It's believed that Ukraine currently has roughly one million people serving in, in some military capacity. The proposed mobilization would increase that figure by 50% and comes as Russian President Putin has vowed to increase his ranks to roughly one and a half million. As winter sets in, both sides are settling into existing battlefield positions with little expectation that either side can make significant gains until spring arrives. During the next few months, Ukraine will use their extended range artillery capabilities to attempt to strike at Russian supply lines and command and control centers, while Russia will likely continue their efforts to damage and degrade Ukraine's energy infrastructure in an attempt to make life as miserable as possible for Ukrainians. In the meantime, both Ukraine and Russia have manpower issues, although Russia has a decided advantage given their much larger population. Zelensky is facing numerous issues at this two-year mark in the war. Aside from needing to conscript, train, and deploy more personnel, he's dealing with internal disagreements over the course of the war, likely increasing dissatisfaction from his population as the need for more recruits creates increased upheaval on the home front, and of course, pushback from the US and EU over future funding and resources. You can guarantee that Putin is watching all of this and calculating that he can simply outweigh Ukraine and the West to eventually get what he wants, which of course would be Ukraine. And that, my friends, is the PDB Afternoon Bulletin for Wednesday, 20 December. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.